Welcome to Progressive Pockets. I go by Gigi, that's short for Genet Gimja, and I'm your host as we explore the topic of how we can align our values, our beliefs, our desires for the world around us, and what we do with our money on a daily basis. In light of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day, I thought it would be appropriate to talk about the civil rights icon's money philosophy. If you're like me, you were taught a pretty simple story about Dr. King, that he was a charismatic preacher, that he was able to lead a movement, including boycotts and other forms of nonviolent resistance, until finally the Civil Rights Act was passed. And that was how um, things were banned, like segregation in restaurants and schools and employment discrimination was made illegal. The end. That's a simple story that most of us were taught. But when I started to do my own reading, I started to learn other interesting things, like the fact that Dr. King had criticized our country's role in the Vietnam War. And I have to say that really surprised me. I I just had never heard anything other than this one note message of Dr. King's dream that his kids would be judged on the contents of their characters. But the reality is that Dr. King was a wide-thinking philosopher on all kinds of political issues, social issues, basically anything having to do with the well-being of people. And it wasn't until the past 10 years or so that I started to learn a little bit more about Dr. King's teachings on our economy. So what did he say about our money? Well, we can start with the Vietnam War. One of his criticisms was that the war was using up money that could have been spent on social welfare programs here in the United States. You may have heard his quote that a nation that continues year after year to spend more money on military defense than on programs of social uplift is approaching spiritual death. So we're starting to get a picture that perhaps Dr. King was more radical than he's usually portrayed in popular media. And around the time that Dr. King was assassinated, which if you're not familiar with the the history and the trials that followed his murder, I, I really want to encourage you to read about that today. But around the time that he was murdered, uh, he was in Memphis working with black sanitation workers who were fighting for better rights. And there were issues with pay and working conditions. The workers were actually on strike fighting for fair treatment. Here's a very concrete example of the type of incidents that they were facing. There was a a bad weather day and all workers were sent home, but the black workers were paid for two hours of wages and the white workers were paid the entire day's wages. So Dr. King was working on a very concrete level on the ground with poor people, but he was also an activist at the highest of policy levels. My very favorite Dr. King quote goes like this. This quote is from February 23rd, 1968. So this is about a month before he was assassinated. Whenever the government provides opportunities and privileges for white people and rich people, they call it subsidized. When they do it for Negro and poor people, they call it welfare. The fact is that everybody in this country lives on welfare. Suburbia was built with federally subsidized credit. 
and the highways that take our white brothers out to the suburbs were built with federally subsidized money to the tune of 90%. Everybody is on welfare in this country. The problem is that we all too often have socialism for the rich and rugged free enterprise capitalism for the poor. That's the problem. I really appreciate this quote because it speaks to the double standard that exists within our country. There's another quote from another speech that he gave right around that same time where he says, and I think he was in Detroit when he said this, when there's massive unemployment in the black community, it's called a social problem. But when there's massive unemployment in the white community, it's called a depression. There's something about that that reminds me of the way the opioid epidemic is being discussed compared to the crack epidemic in our country. Dr. King believed in redistributing wealth in the United States. He wasn't a communist. He had his criticism against that philosophy. He wasn't a capitalist either. He was arguing for a new, better system. And I wish we'd gotten to know what it was. But this is the work he was launching when his life was cut short at 39 years of age. Dr. King talked about what our reaction should be to the person who is asking for a dollar to get something to eat. He says that it isn't enough to give them a dollar. If we're truly compassionate, we'll see that the system that created this situation in the first place needs to be reimagined and recreated. There's another money belief that Dr. King had that I've only started to read about maybe in the last five years or so, and that's his support of a guaranteed income. I'm going to include a lot of links in the show notes today if you want to do a deeper dive. Dr. King made the point that economic progress happens as a result of giving people things. What a radical concept. That's how, <laughs> that's how the middle class was created in America. People, and at that time, this would have been really only white people, were given land, they were helped to buy houses, they were given decent schools. All of these things created a middle class. In modern times, we saw what happened with those tiny COVID relief checks during the quarantine. Giving people money works. And apparently that was another money belief from Dr. King. It's so interesting, right? So much more complex than the simple one-note story that we typically get about Dr. King this time of year. So I'm going to recap the money beliefs from Dr. King that we covered today. The first one is that military spending needs to be scrutinized, especially when our social programs at home are not funded. Second, we need to be honest about the amount of financial support that the rich receive. And third, we should offer a guaranteed income. These are some radical ideas. So happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I hope that today you'll reflect on some of his work beyond the I Have a Dream speech. Let's end this week with a quote from Coretta Scott King. It doesn't matter how strong your opinions are. If you don't use your power for positive change, you are indeed part of the problem. Y'all, let's make sure she isn't talking about us. Let's do something. So if you found this episode interesting, please share it with someone. Blow their minds with how radical it turns out that Dr. King really was. Um, and if you really want to get into some radical philosophy, look into some of the black women activists around that time as well. So 
Share this episode with someone who you think might find it interesting. That's how podcasts grow by word of mouth, not by me going out (laughs) and telling people that this show is worthwhile. If there's a topic you want to hear covered, you can send a note to progressivepockets at gmail.com. You can browse the 100 plus episode backlog at progressivepockets.com. Have a great day today and let's talk again soon.